Welcome to Measured Justice, where we offer expert perspectives on important criminal justice issues in our communities and in our country. We believe knowledge is the most important tool we have to address the problems confronting the criminal justice system. At Measured Justice, we share expert research and analysis to help bridge the gap between what we know about criminal justice and what we actually do on the ground. We invite the smartest minds to the table to discuss the challenges of crime and punishment in America today. So that everyone walks away better informed. Join us for Measured Justice. This is Eric Luna, founder of the Academy for Justice and the Amelia D. Lewis Professor of Constitutional and Criminal Law at Arizona State University's Sandra Day O'Connor College of Law, and you're listening to Measure Justice. The Academy for Justice is a criminal justice center here at the Sandra Day O'Connor College of Law that aims to connect research with policy reform and to share expert voices. In our podcast today, we're going to take a little bit of a different perspective from our previous shows. We'll be talking about a recent youth event, The Talk. Your Voices, Your Choices, Candid Conversations Between Youth and Law Enforcement, which was presented by Noble, the Accounting for Justice, and the Tempe Police Department. We're fortunate to be joined today by two key individuals who made this event happen and participated in its success. Ashley Otto, the Director of the Academy for Justice here at the Sandra Day O'Connor College of Law, and Commander Raj Johnson of the Tempe Police Department. Thank you both for joining us today. So let me begin uh, with you, Ashley. This event took place earlier this month. Could you give us a little bit about the background, what led to the event, what inspired you, and, and, and the collaboration that, um, that you and uh, Commander Johnson and others uh, struck to make this happen? Yeah, thank you, Eric. This event was brought to me by Assistant Chief Anderson with the Tempe Police Department, who we've been so lucky to collaborate with and host a number of events over over the years, uh, came to me the end of last year, 2022, about really uh, making a push to engage with youth, um, to connect them with law enforcement and others. And we started brainstorming what this might look like and what some of the major, major topics are confronting youth today. And where we landed was mental health, uh, social media, and, and then police. And um, so that was kind of the, the big background. The uh, Commander Johnson and a number of individuals at Noble and Tempe Police Department really made this event happen. Well, let's, let's then turn to Commander Johnson. Raj, you uh, and, and the leadership of the Tempe Police Department at the forefront of, of policing in America, and of course, the Home Police Department for Arizona State uh, University's uh, main campus, uh, tell us a little bit about how how you and and the Tennessee Police Department got involved, um, and also a little bit about Noble um, and and its involvement in this event. Absolutely. Um, and first, thank you so much for having uh, me here to be able to talk about the, our youth symposium. Uh, it was a great event. Um, particularly, I really love our partnership that we have with you all um, at Academy for Justice, and um, it, it it was an absolutely great event. Um, Noble um, is the National Organization of Black Law Enforcement Executives. It was founded in 1976, um, and Noble serves 
the uh, as a conscious for for law enforcement, and we believe to do that by uh, justice by action or just by action. And part of this, uh, our symposium and our partnership with um, ASU and Academy for Justice is to do just that, is to have a partnership and where we can really uh, bridge the gap um, in between different communities. Um, that could be um, law enforcement in the mental health community or law enforcement in our business community uh, or just our employees itself. And so that, that partnership allows us to uh, work together to go out and have these types of discussions that we've had with um, at the Youth Symposium. And Ashley is, is 100% correct. Assistant Chief Anderson, who's um, uh, the chapter advisor for Arizona, as myself, I am the president of the Arizona Dose Nelson chapter of Noble, I had a meeting one day. And uh, during that meeting um, in uh, late 22, uh, Sister Steve Anderson had made a recommendation to hold a youth symposium. Uh, and, and partly is because our partnership that we have with the academy that, uh, that began last year and with our symposiums on, in certain topics, uh, we felt, and uh, Sister Chief Anderson had felt that we need to hear from um, the voices that we often do not hear from, and that's the youth. And uh, which was a really great idea. I think as a police department, and, and I can't speak for, for the academia world, but oftentimes we hear from um, certain community members uh, that are typically older or at the middle, you know, or typically older and uh, that are in their 30s and so forth and, and up above, but we don't get an opportunity to hear from the youth. And so much has transpired in the last uh, couple of years between the unrest, um, between COVID, and um, in between the election, um, there's also aspects of violent, violent crime had been on the rise um, since uh, 2020, and um, gun violence had been on the rise. It, it, active shooters were, was also spiked um, in 2021. And so there's all these things that have been occurring in our community, and there's a voice that we had not heard from. Um, and not to mention, um, there are serious incidents around the country that involve police action or, or lack of police action and, and more pinpointed excessive use of force. And so we wanted to have this conversation and dialogue. We know social media was at play with that. We, we also know that there's a mental health component. And so when Assistant Chief Anderson had uh, presented it, you know, it was a no brainer that, hey, we need to have this conversation and we need to hear from our young adults. From an academic standpoint, I, I, I think that's really healthy because oftentimes Scholars, it's a one-way conversation, and uh, I'm confident that the academics that were involved in this, uh, including uh, most obviously um, um, Ashley uh, Otto, the director of the Academy for Justice. Ashley, tell us a little bit about the structure of this event and 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 how um, uh, it proceeded. From the uh, apparently there was a, um, a, a it was moderated by a, a local. Uh, journalists from uh, ABC 15, and uh, then, of course, the series of uh, actors that were involved. How, tell us about the lead up to it, uh, how it uh, how it actually uh, transpired, and then we can talk a little bit about the individual roundtable discussions that uh, that occurred. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, Vettin Blandin with ABC 15 uh, moderated the event, and he just did a fantastic job engaging with the kids. Um, you know, from the minute the students walked through the door, there were a number of them who felt 
felt nervous and, and expressed, you know, I feel nervous that there's so many law enforcement or even just one law enforcement in the room. And um, he made a point of remembering those kids, checking in on those kids. So he did a fantastic, fantastic job. Tempe Police Chief Jeff Glover, now the director of DPS, he gave some great opening remarks. Um, and then there was Dr. Clifford Moon, who is the Tempe Union High School District Coordinator of Diversity and Inclusion, and gave this message to the students about brave spaces. He he played a video for the students, which I thought was really powerful, worked through kind of like what, what are brave spaces, what do we mean when we talk about it, and how can we get to that space? So some breathing exercises. And then I, you know, took a stab at, at talking to the students about why this conversation is so important. And the thing that I really wanted to focus on is that there, there were 100 people in the room, but the most important voices in the room were the students and uh, let the students know that everyone in that room was there because they cared and they wanted to be there. They wanted to listen. They wanted to learn. And so I, I kind of did this maybe annoying exercise with the students where I made them raise their hands um, and in response to a number of questions about you know, how do you feel social media? Do you think it's a positive in your life? Do you think it's a negative in your life? And the students really participated. I think one of the most eye-opening things for me was, you know, I asked at the end, how many of you have negative views of police? And I counted four hands went up. And so I said, okay, let's have all of the law enforcement in the room, close your eyes, close your eyes, turn around, whatever you need to do. And I re-asked the question, and almost every student raised their hand, you know, and then I had the officers, I had everyone open their eyes and, and, and see, you know, these, this is, this is what the feeling is right now. And then went back re- reiterating to the students, these folks are here again, because they care and they want to listen. After that, we were joined by Dana Burns and Randy Hill, who had, you know, lived experiences, um, some really solid lived experiences that I think the students really connected with. Um, so that was super powerful. And then we broke out into table discussions. We had nine tables um, and students at each table, each table had a scribe taking notes, uh, a law enforcement officer at each table, and then um, someone from, from CARE 7 who has a youth specialist at each of the six Tempe high schools um, were there as well. Yeah, it, it was absolutely um, amazing how uh, it all came together, just as Ashley had um, spoken about, just with the structure um, and the, the the people that who supported the event um, from Tempe Union High School District, and uh, it, it it was amazing the way it was set up. And as Ashley spoke about, like Dr. Moon and just creating that environment for people to feel safe and feel that they were in a place, safe place that they could talk about how they were feeling about um, issues. And I hadn't actually heard about, I, I knew Ashley had asked the question about um, raising your hand um, if you have negative views on police. And and I and I saw the little hands, but we turned, when we turned our backs, I was like, she re-asked the question. I could maybe sense in a room that it was, um, that there was more hands up and I had known that there were, there were a lot, many more hands. And I, I'm glad because uh, to hear that, and since even though it's, it's a negative, but um, this event gave us an opportunity um, for students to see and staff to see um, policing in a different way, where there's compassion, where we really want to uh, interact and, and 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 have conversation and and get to know each other outside of just 
our school resource officers that were were there and other team leads. Dana Burns, who's a affirmative voice, she was absolutely amazing um, to to see. You know who is Dana? Um, she is a uh, community organizer. She's a community um, advocate uh, slash activist when she needs to be. Um, she really serves in the South Phoenix area, uh, serves marginalized communities and being their voice and then also encouraging our youth um, that, that they have a voice and they need to use their voice for positive, for positivity and use their voice for change. And so having her there was so important for two reasons, opportunity and hope. And I, that is so important because when Dana shares her story about her childhood and some of the stuff that she endured as a young woman um, and some of the stuff that she shared about her interactions with law enforcement that that wasn't positive, right? Um, and, and some of the, the financial struggles uh, that she was going through um, and some of her story that involved... Um, the prison system, but the 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 change that came from that, the change where uh, she had overcame that and where she went back to school. She has two bachelor's degrees. She has her master's degree. And so from a student perspective that I, I think is that um, you hear this thing of hope and you hear this thing of like opportunity that, um, that you know, no matter what you're going through, you can overcome. Um, you just have to, you know, keep fighting and persevering through that um, and, and change, right? And so I think that's why Dana was so effective when she led it. So building upon that, uh, Commander Johnson, both yourself and, 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 and Ashley, tell us a little bit about uh, having sat down with the students, uh, the, these high school students at individual tables. They were uh, asked a series or brought up a series of topics uh, about their positive and, and, and negatives uh, thoughts on uh, social media for uh, for teens like themselves, uh, what kind of message uh, uh, they would want their peers and adults to know about uh, mental health, among other things, uh, and what what the is the perception that teens have of police uh, about what they do well and and what they do better, and and you both hit on that. Um, what was it like to interact with these students? Ashley, of course, you you, you have experienced had a, a, a long experience in the public defender's office and, and undoubtedly had a lot of experience working with uh, individuals, juveniles who might get involved in the justice system one way or the other. And of course, uh, Commander Johnson, I'm sure one of your tours of duty during the various um, roles that you have played, that uh, you had a lot of interaction with, um, uh, with uh, young uh, men and women. What about this particular event and the interaction affected you uh, more than, for example, other uh, uh, prior instances? What takeaways would you uh, would you take from this? I what I what I really like just love is like how synergy just hit the room, and I, I loved how Dana and again Randy Hill had opened up the, the room by sharing their stories and being vulnerable, I think allowed the students to be vulnerable and to interact and share their stories. You know, and again, we had table leaders and school resource officers that were helping facilitate this the conversation. I was really uh, impacted by the students' um, ability to share and kind of um, lead each other through um, the, the, the questions. And um, I most was impacted by how the students spoke about the police department, partly because, 
you know, Terry Nichols, Tyree Nichols, excuse me, had just been you know, murdered in Memphis uh, just prior to this event. And, and so that was kind of floating in the, in the background. Uh, and, and, and it was, and it was horrible. And, um, and, and Chief Jeff Glover was there and, and condemned the acts. But I didn't feel like the students were holding that incident on, in, in place anger on the Tempe Police Department. And what I heard was I heard students that recognized that that was an event that, that occurred in Memphis um, and then that it was not here at Tempe. They expressed that, you know, people are human and, and people are fallible. They make mistakes and not to have a broad brush on, on police officers. And hearing one of the students um, just really strongly make that case was just really impactful f- for me. And then hearing another student actually say coming in, a couple coming into the event that they did not like the police off- police officers and, and that they had a perception of them. And, but the event and seeing the interaction and the care and one young lady actually spoke about one of our school resource officers and said that, um, you know, she herself had gotten into a lot of trouble and she was just in trouble quite a bit. And she was interacting with her resource officer because of it. But because of that school resource officer, um, Officer Barella, every day when she would see or, you know, the uh, students, she would continue to interact even though that student was um, was was getting into trouble, um, this way of hi, hey, how are you? And for that student, like that, like really affected them. Like, hey, you know, my my perception of police is is different because of that, and different because because of the caring that was going on in the room. So those two things um, um, impacted me quite a bit. Very powerful. Yeah, you know, one of the um, so after the table discussions we kind of opened it up and, and Venton called on specific students at each table to kind of stand up and, and talk about what they learned, what their table takeaways were. And I think the last student who talked said something that really impacted me. Um, he said, don't judge a book by its cover. And it's something that I've heard so often, but when I thought through the three overarching topics for the day, it fit with each of them. You know, social media, there's this this per- we heard a lot about this perception to always have this perfect image and to be comparing yourself and the don't judge a book by its cover really fits right in there. And same with uh, mental health. You never know what someone's going through. We heard it's okay to not be okay. And, you know, speak up when you're feeling down or talk to someone. If you notice that there might be down or, or struggling, I heard a student talk about, you know, I really need to talk to someone, but I, my family can't afford therapy. And um, the folks from CARE 7, the school resources officer at the table, immediately interacted with that student and and provided support and and some things moving forward. And then don't judge a book by its cover for police, too. You know, I I heard a lot from students about, you know, there's a lot of generalizations that all police, the bad police you see, bad in quotes, police you might see on in the news or on social media, don't account for all police officers. And I heard students say, you know, they, they rarely see positive stories about police on news and social media. The uh, Another big thing that really impacted me was a number of students saying, cops interact with us on our hardest days. 
And, and coming from this point of like, you know, the cops are, police are, are, are people too. And, um, when, unfortunately by nature of their job, when they're interacting with someone for, you know, some, something that's happened bad, it's on a, it's on a hard day for that person. And so that really impacted me. Um, I think the, the last big takeaway I, I had was, was about school resource officers, because when I was growing up, we didn't have school resource officers at school. And it, as my, in my time as a public defender representing both some juveniles and some adults, I really had heard a lot of negative things about school resource officers. Uh, I didn't hear a single student in that room say anything negative about school resource officers. And I don't think it's because that they, they were, the SRRs were in the room. In fact, a number of the students, their positive views of law enforcement came directly from their interactions with school resource officers that, you know, they can pop into their office and have snacks or talk about things. Uh, one student talked about, I was so excited to see a school resource officer who looked like me and the outreach the school resource officers have with the students. And so that was some just surprised me because I had never, I, one, I didn't have a personal experience with it. And what I had heard in my time as a public defender weren't exactly positive things. So that was um, really gave me a lot of hope. Those are extraordinary takeaways from both of you. What would you say are next steps? Um, what could be done by the adults? What could either lawmakers or law enforcers or academics or the the very uh, the the people who work in the court system, either as judges or parole officers or uh, work in the juvenile justice system as well. What can be done? What are the what, what given the your takeaways? Is there anything that can be institution uh, 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 incorporated uh, into a kind of good government plan? Uh, given all that uh, ails us in society with regards to criminal justice? I really think we need to just keep engaging our youth. And I would love to see events and discussions like this continue and with additional stakeholders at the table. So policymakers, lawmakers, um, practitioners, you know, I, I think it's really, really important. And the youth of today are going to be the future of tomorrow and including them in these really important conversations and uh, letting them have a voice at the decision-making table, I think is really, really important. I would love to see this expand with just even broader additional audiences. Same question for you, Commander Johnson. For those law enforcement officers that you work with in the department or who work in uh, other departments here in Arizona or around the country, you may come into contact with and they didn't participate in this event, what would you tell them about it and what they might think about doing as a result of what you saw and heard? Oh, I, I think Ashley um, um, spoke so well about that and, and, I, and I totally agree. But you, we have to engage our youth, just as she said. Uh, this, our youth is, uh, they're the future. They're the future leaders. Um, they're the future, uh, the next professor, uh, the next police chief, the next officer and EMT or nurse or teacher. And um, we need to help make sure we do our part to help develop strong leaders 
um, and help develop people that are very compassionate. And also, we do have a responsibility um, to make sure that um, we don't become complacent or, or, or blind to what people, what students can provide, right? And, and having this ability to hear their voice, they can actually help us as adults and, and organizations um, become like better. Um, so I really encourage anyone that's listening to really seek to hold a youth symposium and work with your community, work with your local police department or um, uh, educational institution to, you know, have something like this so that you can really hear the, the, the voice of the youth. Uh, the other thing that I, I, I will add to it as part of keeping the conversation going, because there is so much going on, one thing that I, I found in, in my profession and, and interviewing um, adults, interviewing uh, kids uh, and young adults and so forth is that people have a fear that they're uh, alone and that they're the only person that is experiencing the things that they may be experiencing. And so what I've found is that when you create an environment or have conversations and dialogue such as this, people find out that, hey, I experienced that too. Wait, I'm not alone. And that's a huge encouraging and, and confident builder in people uh, when you know that you're not the only one experiencing, you know, something that uh, you might feel like you're the only one that's experiencing. And so, like, it's, you know, there's these shared experiences that really empower people. Um, and so I think that's one reason why it's important. And, and I'll speak to, like, crimes of violence real quick and, and social media. I think the thing that we, we must continue especially in our um, adolescents and our, our, our young adults is um, teaching people to become peacemakers. And people think that police officers, they are the peacemaker, they must keep the peace and that's not accurate. Um, everyone has a responsibility to be a peacemaker. And our, you know, so when we're on social media and particularly kids, when they're on social media, they see things on it within their peer group that may not be appropriate or that could, you know, incite some kind of violence or there could be some, uh, you know, uh, a crime that could be occurring. And so if we can teach kids to use their social media as a positive influence for change, right, and to, uh, to bring about peace in their communities and their small circles, I think we're just, we're on the right path. And Ashley, the, just a final question uh, in terms of, of next steps. Is there some thought about what type of work product might come from this in addition to um, uh, expanding the program to try to have a, a greater outreach, more students involved, more organization, uh, more uh, more uh, uh, police officers, police departments, um, uh, expanding uh, as the, the reach of uh, an organization like the uh, National Organization of Black Law Enforcement Executives, uh, uh, the type of national reach that they, they have. Um, what what would be the um, the what should the uh, the audience be looking for in the weeks and uh, months to come? Absolutely, yeah. Um, the Academy for Justice will be putting out um, a, a paper following this event uh, in the next few months, and I know uh, Noble National was working on um, getting some testimonials and maybe something written. So. Uh, be on the lookout for for some some written work product following this event. And to answer the second part of your question, um, in terms of additional events and topics and how how to really move the momentum that we already have forward, 
I really think that the topics that we we chose for this first event were right on. I actually think we could we could do something similar, but with one topic at a time. Um, you know, I we had only two and a half hours, and these topics are so dense and so deep. I think we could have we could have gone a lot longer. So we talked about maybe doing something over summer. You know, balancing the taking kids out of school for something really good, but they're still out of school during that time. Uh, so maybe doing a summer week-long um, event to try to dive a little deeper into these topics and and some others. I'd also be really interested in having the 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 high school students kind of direct the the direction of what they think is most important right now because it's easy for all of us on on today's podcast to say this is what we think are the most pressing issues and and they very well may be um but I'd like a little bit of more uh, involvement on the front end from from the the students themselves. Um, and then, like I said before, I think doing more of these events, I hope others will will do the same uh, and including stakeholders from uh, other departments could really help uh, continue this momentum and hopefully create some real, some real change. Well, this sounds like a really exciting agenda uh, for our audience to be looking forward to. Um, and we all look forward to seeing the written work product and also the expansion of, of the program given the, um, the uh, individuals and organizations involved. Uh, that brings us to the end of our time today, um, but I wanna thank our guests for a, a really interesting discussion about their recent uh, youth event, The Talk, Your Voices, Your Choices, Candid Conversations Between Youth and Law Enforcement, which was presented by Noble, the Academy for Justice, and the Tempe Police Department. I wanna thank our terrific guests, Ashley Otto, the Director of the Academy for Justice at the Sandra Day O'Connor College of Law, and Commander Ross Johnson of the Tempe Police Department. Thanks also to our producer, Amina Kachin Kamel. This product is a service of the Academy for Justice at Arizona State University's Sandra Day O'Connor College of Law. I'm Eric Luna, and this has been Measured Justice.